back to another exciting adventure in $2 Creature Feature, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast with Q Times. <coughs> oh, that hurt my throat. <laughs> you flew out your voice already. Yeah, you did, you know, yeah. Oh, it was no. worth it, though. Thank goodness this is a visual medium where everyone can see us so we don't have to use our voices right. so much. Yeah, I'm just going to sign for the rest of the episode. So it's going to be like that episode of, of Buffy. Yeah. We'll just tell everyone what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, my God, really? And Zelda won a car? Yeah, and Arnold's <laughs> friend just jumped off a cliff? I mean, if you say so, right? But knowing Arnold's friend, he would jump off a cliff in your new car. <gasps> you oh. son of a bitch. Mm, that's true. He's a little petty like that. Even when I'm defeated, I will ruin your day. <laughs> But then when the car hits the ground, it also squashed Chelsea. Uh, oh, okay. It okay. keeps going from bad to good. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, it's, fair it's, enough. It's like, a, it's like, well, the, the good thing is, and then, yeah. but then the bad thing yeah. is. Yeah, and, and then the Eric would is. get blamed for the insurance fraud. <laughs> As I said, we're $2 Creature Feature, and uh, I'm your host and keeper, Mr. Ray. I use he, him pronouns, but I will be playing the entire world, so, you know, my pronouns will be all over the place. I also have a wonderful cast here today. Nai, you want to start us off? What? What? Really? <laughs> no fooling? N- no, I'm kidding. Laura oh. Gomez. <laughs> oh, cute. Dangle it in front of me, then pull it away at last minute. Welcome to the show. We've done this for oh, like over 20 episodes. Oh my God. <laughs> I can dream, Ray. I can dream. <laughs> That was yeah. the coldest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You're just like getting into character for what you have to do later. I am. So. Oh, it's going to be so vicious today. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Laura. I'm she, her. I'm Tammy Joe. Tammy Joe's also she, her. We're both terrified right now. <laughs> See, now you're an accessory because, you know, you could have just been like, no, now you can go first. But no, now you're like, no, I have to have my time in the spotlight. <laughs> Dance for me, puppets. I'm also getting in character. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it makes sense. And, and I'm incredibly worried about everybody. So I, I'm very much in Zelda's mind. Too. Hey, I'm Megan. She, her. I play Zelda. Also, she, her. She is both the flake and, man, I'm worried about this episode. And that's me, Megan. I don't think Zelda's as worried right now, but I think she will be. She will be. And I'm Nye. I play Eric. We both use he, him pronouns. And you know what? I think it's all positive. I don't think bad things are happening for Eric today. I think it's all going to be good. Everyone else is... Actually, no, I think it's only Tabby Joe. I think Tabby Joe is the only one on the sinking ship right now. So I, I, I think... I mean, Eric doesn't know that. But Nye thinks that actually things aren't going to be that bad. Zelda, you're just meeting some, like... Like, if you call yourself the Midnighters, then you know they're quite harmless. Because that's like... No, she goes into every new situation. She has her paranoid glasses on. That's She's like, fair. Oh, no. That's fair. No, I yeah. won't get caught again. I would think they're like a, a very like extreme boot club or something, though. We're the Midnighters. Oh, yes. We've been... I'm sure they're fine with her bringing her shotgun. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, they probably would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're too into it. Just to give a recap of what happened last time. Um, we played a really fun game of Liar's Dice, and, you know, if I have any big Liar's Dice fans out there who are like, you didn't play the game right, okay, this is just a regional pirate variety for specifically the Chesapeake Bay area <laughs> from the, the 16-1700s. And two-thirds of us failed it immediately, so like, <laughs> it can't all be on Ray, it's also on us. 
it's on us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Zelda and Eric lost, but Tammy Joe won. And the wall behind them opened up and revealed that the Golden Face artifact, or whatever form it was taking, was gone. And if things couldn't get much worse, Brock showed up. You know, good old Brock Johnson, the Chimera. And he tried to unleash hell on Eric. And Eric just super dodged out of the way out of everything. Meanwhile, Tammy Joe and Zelda were doing their best to convince Brock that there's a better way to handle our emotions. Eventually, they did finally convince him that it was just as important to protect Jupiter Hollow and the museum from whatever the alchemist was planning. So Eric and Brock decided to mend fences and they were going to go get coffee at the diner. Zelda and Tammy Joe drove off and Zelda dropped Tammy Joe off at the Hanson property. And Zelda went to go meet with the Midnighters. We ended the episode with Tammy Joe letting poor Carl out of the basement. But Carl wanted to take the Crystal Skull. And Tammy Joe didn't want to allow that. So Carl finally revealed himself to be Arnold's friend this whole time. And for that, like logically, like, you know, if we were, you know, a good TV show, we would like start off with like Tammy Joe and, and Arnold friend. But no, we're going to start the episode off with Zelda. <laughs> we're a cruel I, TV show. I, I just realized yeah. something before before we start. This guy is way too committed because if he was Carl this whole time, he spent like what three hours in the basement <laughs> with nobody watching him, <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, this plan's gonna go great once she comes back." It's really good tea. <laughs> I'm a genius. And well, and and there, there there were the Christmas ornaments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? No. He's sitting there going. I see no problems with this plan. I'm too smart. I know Ray, you're going to say he's a demon so he can be in two places at once, but I do love the idea that he can't and he's just like, I see no problems with this plan. <laughs> oh, they died. Oh, I'm stuck in here. He's only been in one place at once, but no, he was stuck in there because a uh-huh. part of the oubliette is like once you close That's it off, hilarious. the creature's trapped in there. <laughs> Take that arm. I so, fucking love that. So yeah. he, he was just being patient. Eric is still terrified of him, but Nye thinks he's a total loser now because of that. (laughs) I'm such a genius. I've locked myself in here with the skull. Uh, oh. Hmm. (laughs) I didn't think this through. (laughs) So, Zelda, you're going to the theater on the university campus, and it's a pretty, like, the building itself is done up in an Art Deco style, just to kind of give you an impression. Like, it's got, like, the big... Like, it has big spotlights, like, set up to light up the place on play nights, but right now they're off. And whenever you go to check the door, it's unlocked. And whenever you go in, lights are all off, but the lights in the theater are on. So you push through the doors, and standing on the stage, there are four people in black robes, and they have hoods pulled up over their head. But you can also see Drake Daly is there, along with... Victoria Noonan, and an older woman who Eric would recognize as Mabel. Uh, okay. Um, I think she'll come in very cautiously because the black robes are in the negative column, but that there are other people out, and it's like Drake and, and Victoria and this lady. I think she's going to be like, okay, so like that's not a complete secret. It could just be, oh, God, we're in the theater. Okay, uh, so she'll go, uh, 
hello? Hey, am I disturbing something? Drake sees you and they're like, oh no, you're just in time. Come on down. Uh, and as you move in to get a closer look, you notice that one of the hoods like has a ball cap bill sticking out of it. She literally goes, oh. The hooded figure pulls back its hood and it's Larry. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying not to let out the sigh of relief, but there's very much all of a sudden her shoulders are like, like relaxed and her posture is a little more like she doesn't have her like hands clutched with her brass knuckles feeling where her knives are. She <laughs> understands what this is. This is college dramatics and it's, she's in Larry and Lawrence world. Hey, Prof, uh, we got the robes for, you know, because, you know, if you have a secret society, yeah. you know, you need to have robes. But, you know, we, we have some on back order. It's why not everybody's wearing them. Oh, oh, um, okay, yeah. I mean, sure. Victoria's sure. like, I'm not going to wear one, even if you give it to me. That's not my thing. Oh, oh, he hello, uh, Professor Noonan. You're, you, you know about this? They needed a, a staff, a faculty sponsor, and, um, oh. you know, I could use the extra money. I mean, you know, there's a grant for $1,500 if you help out with the on-campus club. So I thought it'd be crazy not to, to help out. And, and, and uh, make sure nothing gets, like, burnt down or anything? Uh, yeah, of course, of course. They're, they're harmless. Oh, that's okay. That's, that's great to hear. Drake, do you want me to do something specific? Oh, no. They they already know who you are. We, we were just getting ready to start. Like, we were waiting for you to start oh. talking about everything. I'm sorry if I'm late. It's been a hell of a day. Yeah? Yeah. It, it's been a week in a day. It, it feels like it's been several months, I'll be honest, in, in a single day. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to... I'm curious about the day you've had, but we can't get into this now. I'm ready. One of the robe figures gestures to a chair on the stage. And there are, like, big, like, cushy leather chairs on stage. Like, they were probably used in some play. Like, there's leather chairs, there's, like, sofas and stuff. It's all set up. I did see the one-man production of Glengarry Glen Ross they did last semester. It was an attempt. It, w it was an attempt, probably not the play I would have chosen for a one-man show, but they really tried. Thank you. I was very proud of that production. I was very passionate about that piece. Yeah, no, you really, you, you gave it your all. Yeah, like, like, like I can't even see uh, their face, but uh, there is absolutely some truth in what Zelda's saying. <laughs> is mm -hmm. that it was one of the most unique things she's ever seen. And it absolutely was an effort. And Lawrence pulls back his hood. Then the other two hooded figures pull like their hoods as well. One of them you recognize immediately. It's Jackson. Oh, sigh of relief. <laughs> like an instant <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's one more thing. Okay, taste looking better. You know what? I know the day's not, is almost over, but. Uh, well, technically it is. It's, it's tomorrow, prof. It's, it's after midnight. Oh, thank God. That's what it is. Uh, she'll actually go over and she's going to give Jackson a hug. Oh, Jackson's going to hug her back. I'm so glad you're okay, buddy. We were all yeah. real worried about you. Um, I specifically remember writing in the note not to oh, worry oh, and not to go looking for me. Okay. Well, I didn't come looking for you, but I did worry. The note was sweet, but we'll talk about it later. It was also very worrisome, Jackson. 
Your your aunt's in a in a rough spot right now. Is she? Well, like emotionally, she was very worried about you. Oh, okay. I was worried. I mean, I'm sure she's okay now. She's with Carl. At you see Jackson's eyes widen, and uh, he's like, "Okay, uh, maybe we should start the meeting so I can tell." And Lawrence is like, "Yeah." Oh, okay. The other hooded figure, you don't recognize him. He's got very long hair, and um, his eyes are kind of bloodshot. And uh, he's got, like, dark circles under his eyes. It looks like he's been up for a while. Zelda immediately goes to him. And absolutely using suspicious mind, <laughs> she'll, like, go, hi. Hi. Why are you here? Well, Lawrence invited me. You know, I we kind of ran into each other on campus. And... You know, they said that there was something going on in town. They wanted to talk about the snake. And, you know, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of snakes. Uh, and he pulls down his robe just a little bit to show you his chest. Oh. And you can see there's a snake tattoo oh. Oh. peeking okay. up. Um, For our listeners, it's Snake Magnuski. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. She'll kind of be like, okay. She'll back up, but she's keeping an eye on him. I was going to say, Zelda would probably know of him, because I'm, I'm 98% sure that Eric told her about him. Oh. Hmm. What did Eric tell Zelda specifically? I don't think it would have been necessarily positive, but I also don't think he would have framed his snake as the most threatening one. Mm. If that makes sense. He wasn't the one that physically yeah. accosted Eric at any point. Right. Yeah. From all of them, like, Dagger's been the most, like, threatening along with Huntress and Mia. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Huntress was most threatening because she had the shortest <laughs> amount of time, but she maximized <laughs> that time of, oh, yeah. Jesus, she's going to fuck me up. <laughs> but Snake, like, actually, like, went out of his way to be friendly and kind to Eric. Like, huh. if there was a customer service branch of this cult, it would be Snake. So in Zelda's mind, she's like, oh, he was he was a nice kidnapper. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And thankfully Stockholm syndrome is complete bullshit, so we know it's not that. <laughs> no, I think she really like 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 the Eric was like, but there's like this one guy, like I think we had a pretty good time. She's like, mm-hmm. This was during your kidnapping, Eric? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, he wasn't yeah, so the I... worst kidnapper I've ever met. Oh, okay. Okay. Um And then... I've been kidnapped a lot. <laughs> okay, then I think <laughs> Zelda would kind of go up close to Snake and go. You took care of my friend Eric, so you can stay. But I know some things, and I'll know if you lie. And I'm feeling very protective of these people right now. Hey, look, I'm just here to make sure, you know, this gets resolved peacefully. Are you an official envoy? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, One more question. And just do not lie to me, because I know technically it's tomorrow, but also today's never ended, so... Do you mean any immediate harm to anyone in this room? No. And yeah, no, he's he's telling the truth. Okay. I know I can't stop this. And I know we'll have to resolve this sooner rather than later. But let's do this first. This is important information for all of us, including your group. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds and good. We'll, we'll, deal, we'll deal with that later. <sighs> As she turns around. <laughs> Okay. Good job, Zelda. Well, if that's all, uh, perhaps we can call this meeting to order. I would like to welcome everybody to the Midnighters, our own secret society here on campus. 
just remember if you have your card that's good for two free scoops at the dairy queen here in town um, but that's only one time you can use that they will take your card after that but that's okay that's the arrangement we've worked out um, so that's just a little from us to you just a little thank you um, today we have several new members we have mabel which is very nice to meet you mabel hi i'm mabel um i work at the pawn shop here in town um lawrence and larry found me after a man assaulted my boss and then kidnapped him which you know that actually happens a lot but no they were there they filmed it and um we were about to get into a fight and they explained to me what they were doing and uh you know i figured i i could help out because people never really suspect somebody of a certain age to be watching. Yes, and you've been an invaluable spy. I, I don't like the term spy, but you're a spy. And you can see she just kind of gives Lawrence a look. And Lawrence, like, adjusts his robe a little bit <clears throat> out of nervousness. We also have Mr. Magnuski here. Say hello. Hi, I'm uh, Snake Magnuski. Uh, no, that's not my God-given name, but... uh. You know, uh, I'm just here for a short time. I'm not sure how long me and my friends will be in town, but while I'm here, I, I really want to help you all with your mission. And, uh, you know, it's really good to be here. Um, if you're interested in any kind of enlightenment, I have no, several pamphlets hey, here no, with me. No, no, snake, snake, yeah, yeah. snake. If you're going to stay here, we have to stay focused and you will not be recruiting here. Uh, the snake. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. I won't be recording, but if you want to get with me after the meeting, then, you know, we can talk and, and, you know, there's no pressure whatsoever, but just know, you know, the, the truth is there and it's within yourself. Thank you. Zelda opens her notebook, half talking class about cults. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get this meeting started. Right. Uh, Drake stands up. So, as a lot of you know, we've been trying to track down just what was the origin of the snake that came into town, and uh, we still haven't really found a lot of answers. I think it has something to do with the Baskerville family, I think, and I know this is going to sound wild, I think they are connected to magic somehow, and I think they found some way to get this giant snake to live in the tunnels, how it escaped anybody from noticing it for so long i don't know perhaps you know it was in the vault the whole time but then you know i have to ask myself how did it stay alive there's just a lot of unanswered questions there but i've recently discovered that it was only a piece of a much larger plot that influences our town and for that i have asked uh, professor wardwell to come and speak with us oh oh it's it's, it's my turn yeah okay this is great she goes up on stage, but does not sit in any chairs. Okay. Okay, so are you all ready for a ride? I'm about to take you on a hell of a ride. Larry goes, woo! Well, uh, Larry, serious, but thank you. Yeah, he thumbs up. Okay, so I used to think that I had to keep this all incredibly secret, and I couldn't trust anyone. Victoria is watching you intently. Then I thought maybe I could trust one person, and it turns out I can't. So now my strategy is I'm going to trust a group of people because you can't all turn on me. I mean, you can, but I'd rather not have to take you out. So um, let's see if we can work together here. 
I'm about to say some hard truths, but also I think this might be one of the only ways we can save this town and the people in it. And she'll like do a real intense stare at every person. All right, let's do it. You're right. Oh, now before I do this, um, oh boy, I don't think I can do this on a group. So I'm just going to have to, I need you all. And this is a promise to me, but also a promise to yourself and also a security measure because this is real danger we're talking about now. Uh, a midnight society sounds fun. It does. It does. It's like those TV shows and you tell stories around a fire and you get scared, but it's fun because then the show's over. But this isn't a show. This is, this is real danger. Yeah, this is real life. It's not like some story some people are telling. It's real yeah. life. It's not a Ex podcast. It's not a TV yes. show. Exactly, student. This is it. So if, if you want to be a part of it, you stay. But if, if this is too much, if, if you just kind of want to go on, I, I understand. Not everyone has to be a part of the fight. Not everyone is ready or willing. So um, if, if you stay, you're a part of this. She gives him a second. Nobody gets up. Okay. Okay. All right. And I think she like looks at Professor Noonan in particular as she says this. Dr. Rockwell is a dangerous man. He's the cause of a lot of this supernatural dangerous activity that obviously you've all noticed enough to come to a meeting and we have to stop him. She lets that sit. How do you mean he's dangerous? He has accessed powers that I don't know if anyone should have, but definitely not him. Grief has changed him. He is willing to risk anyone here. And he already has. Do you remember Matt Galuski? I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's why Matt is dead and his wife and his friend. And that's just the beginning of who he's willing to sacrifice to get what he wants. And he's targeting us, he's targeting a town, and he's targeting students here because they're vulnerable. Snake stands up and he says, I can verify for what she's saying is true i can't verify her specifics but i can provide context he used to be a part of the society i was with he's what's called an inner circle member um you know we believe in the nine dreams that a person has by staying awake he and his wife had made it to the seventh dream which is the inner circle uh, only one person has ever achieved the ninth dream and uh that's our leader, uh, Mia. She's she's very kind. She's very nice. But, yeah, Richard and uh, Rebecca, whenever they were a part of our organization, they were in the seventh dream. And they left a few years ago, decided to come here and, uh, you know, teach, I guess. But after Richard's wife died, we had assumed that... It was just some thief who just happened to steal some of Mia's blood for whatever reason. But now it's looking more and more like Richard stole it or had somebody steal it for him. Fully knowing, you know, there's power in somebody who's had the ninth dream. And he needs it for his own wicked ends. Thank you. And you see Drake Daly is like scribbling furiously in a notepad. Yeah, I see like Zelda gets quiet. Um... It, it wasn't a, a pleasant end for Matt or, or Cecily or Doug. Um, he changed them into creatures. What kind of creatures? Victoria says. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if this will mean anything to any of you. Um, I am. 
the assistant professor of comparative folklore, though. So I, I do have a standing here. Uh, he turned them into upiers. Those are like vampires. Yeah, they're like vampires, only, and this is Larry, only like during the day they do very nice things, but at night they try to kill somebody. So, you know, they would have been like, they're real nasty boogers. They would have been spreading all over the place if somebody hadn't stopped them. That is correct, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. That was very well put. I told you I've been keeping up in your class. Yeah, you just, wait a second. No, gold star. Okay, so this is what we're up against. He's collecting sources of power, like like, like that blood and, and other things. Um, He lied right to my face, or at least excluded actual truth. I don't know how we stop him, but if nothing else, I want us aware. And since you're actively looking into these things, I, I just want you to be safe and aware. I want you to stay away from him and we can share information. I'll share what I know. My job is to protect it. It always has been. But I guess what's new is protect here. Victoria says, well, we know his address. Okay. Um, that's good. But we have, we'd have to prepare. And I have a couple friends. I have, I have a couple friends with their own particular abilities that I think will help us when the time comes. I think it would be most advantageous if perhaps we get some people to put eyes on his residence in case he leaves and knows where he goes. I agree, but I'm also just, I'm very, you're mostly students. I'm very worried. I don't think I'd be a good teacher if I allowed any of you to surveil a, a known evil magic user. Snake raises his fingerless gloved hand. Uh, you know, uh, yes. I've got friends. We could watch the place. Snake, I, I don't want you to take this as an insult, but I guess I would feel better having cult members risk their lives. They've already made a certain decision. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure our leader, Mia, would love to talk with him tomorrow night. Full disclosure, like, I can't promise that if my leader knows about it, she won't want to act on this information. It's literally the only reason she came to town. Okay, so I know I can't stop this anyway, but can I ask for something, Snake? And perhaps you can mention this to bring this up to your leader. Her main concern is, is stopping Dr. Rockwell, correct? Yeah, that's the end goal of everything on her list of things to do to him, yeah. Okay. Um, I have other interests and things he's up to. Would she... Would she just take him out, or would she take stuff that he has, theoretically? Oh, more than likely she'll take whatever he's working on. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, um, files that away in her head. Okay, I can't stop this, right? I mean, if there's a good reason for me not to bring this to my leader, um, I'm, I'm all ears. I, I don't want to become unreasonable. Okay, okay, um, Snake, I'm going to appeal to you here and your love of your leader. I don't know what Dr. Rockwell is capable of. I know you knew him before, but since then he has, let's say, um, come into contact, become aware of collecting things of unknowable power that even he doesn't understand and who even more powerful beings are interested in. And I would not want to see you accidentally put Mia in danger by putting her in the trajectory of worse. Roll manipulate someone. Oh, boy. 
Okay. That is 10. That's 11. Okay. He's like, all right, then you know what? I can, I can keep Sentry on there. Uh, it's no problem. Drake nods and says, I, I'll join you in that. Right now I've got a really good cover as a, uh, Uber Eats driver. So. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just like Zelda smiles for a second. I think she's heard about it. Yeah. It's a really good way to, to move around freely and not be suspected. So I got that covered. Uh, Don't worry. Drake, are you, you're okay with that danger? Cause I can't promise safety. He's, he's killed before he'll kill again. I think I'll be okay. I've seen some stuff and Drake looks a little cocky about that. <sighs> Jackson stands up. And he's like, all right. Yeah, no, I, I totally down for watching a teacher kick in their ass if need be. Um, but there is something I really need to tell you. And he points to Zelda. So Larry and Lawrence helped smuggle me out of the hospital. Oh, do not tell your aunt that. I'm going to be very honest. Never tell Tammy who helped you. Yeah, no, no, I know better. I, I know my auntie. Oh, okay. You'd be surprised about the kind of stuff I've slipped under the radar. Okay, I just want them to eventually finish college, and you can't do that when you're dead. <laughs> that's That's very true. But there's a reason why I left. I had a vision, and I know that sounds weird, but, like, I had this dream of my uncle and Leslie, my my auntie's assistant, like, coming to the hospital. And, like, in the dream, my uncle just, like, was wearing, like, a porcelain mask over his face, and it looked like my uncle. But when he got in the room, he took the mask off, and he was a fucking demon. Phone in her hand. Bop, boop, bop, boop, bop, boop, bop, boop, bop. <laughs> Tammy, pick up. Tammy. 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 Tammy, 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 pick up. Tammy. <laughs> Just starts pacing on the stage. Uh, yeah, Tammy's uh, phone goes right to voicemail. Oh, sh- oh shit. Okay. Um, hi everybody. Uh, meeting's over. Uh, uh my 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 my, uh, my friend has trouble with a demon. <laughs> she just like she'll like jump off the stage and start start leaving. <laughs> As you're leaving, like Jackson's right behind you, and he's like throwing off his robe. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Jackson. You're involved in this. Um, I'm gonna uh, just text uh Eric real quick. Speaking of, let's go ahead and go over to Eric. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I don't know how to follow any of this up. This would be fun. Yeah, so you and Brock pull in to the Herschel's Diner. Does Brock have a car? Yeah, he's he's got a security, like, Bronco. Oh, okay. Oh. It's, It's painted up almost like a police car, but instead of blue, it's got green. And it's got security, like, painted on the side of it with, like, a star. Eric, out of civility, does not point out how lame that is. (laughs) He he withholds making that comment. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Brock. uh, I I know we had the whole car journey to kind of bring it up, but uh, sorry for kind of talking shit about you. Uh, I kind of wish it wasn't my true feelings it was maybe still is but uh i'm trying to be more honest these days so uh yeah so sorry about that for what it's worth i think the venom would have hurt someone who had not ingested a lot of snake venom prior to meeting you however for reasons that are far too long and convoluted to get into i have been exposed to a great deal of snake venom yeah no 
you didn't bother me with your taunting. Oh. I'm, I'm honestly used to it. Oh, okay. These are things you get used to whenever you turn into, you know, an abomination made by some sort of greedy wizards. Oh, hey, no, no, you're not an abomination. Screw anyone that says that. No, no. I, 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 was, I was more talking about your machismo, like, macho man, I take my shirt off stuff. Like, that stuff is not for me. But you're turning into a freaking awesome snake lion goat thing is awesome and obviously the circumstances aren't ideal but you should take pride in that and you're very devoted the the car is is a is a negative i i, I was going to keep that to myself but now that we're being more honest that yeah it's my cover yeah it's definitely something so yeah that that's the thing let's have some coffee in herschel's i'll get you a Disc no Herschel won't let me do discounts anymore. Uh but yeah, you can buy a coffee for me. Yeah, they're like thirty-five cents. I could I could do that. I mean, yeah, but I, I'm low on cash these days. Uh I've not done a I'm not gonna say that to you. Uh I've yeah, let's just go in. Yeah. I, I you're a thief. I know you're a thief. Yeah, but you know, we don't have to be that honest with each other. <laughs> if as long as you're not the museum is is my home so oh that was the first time as... with the museum okay oh no yeah you don't you don't ro i can't rob somewhere like jupiter hollow like every week that it would the, the the cash flow of this place would drain so quickly so yeah that's fair mm -hmm. it's for yeah. being a seaside town it's rather stagnant yeah yeah i can't you know all it takes is one giant shark and it completely destroys the local economy of this place <laughs> yeah too bad there's not you know just one giant shark out there anyways yeah let's go ahead and go inside the diner yeah all right yeah let's do this yeah so you go in and you see herschel is in there by himself and he's like packaging up they have like novelty merchandise like mugs that say herschel's diner buy it now at their store they also have t-shirts and aprons talking about you know there's an onion booty shirt, which you can also get at our store. And uh, anyways, I'm going to stop pitching our store. Does Herschel know there's an onion booty tea or did they show up one day? <laughs> they showed up and he's just taking money from it. Eric yeah, has yeah. to offload his tat somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so he sees you come in and uh, Herschel gives you a little wave and he's like, oh, hey, I uh, didn't expect you to, to come out today after our phone call like i was just getting an early start on things oh well i just want to stop by for like a a last coffee with a th this guy who's called brock i don't know if you've met him uh uh yeah I've, I've seen him around well you know i just thought since you know i won't be able to have any more i, I thought i could get a coffee from here and um yeah yeah, no, I'll I'll get you two two coming right up. Yeah, that that'd be nice. Hey, Brock, let's let's sit here. And he pulls up a in one of the booths or something. Um, Brock's gonna sit at the counter. Then Eric will also sit there. <laughs> He's not gonna be contrary for the sake of it. Not yet. <laughs> so while Herschel's back is turned, you hear your own voice say, "The thought of you leaving kills me a little bit inside, Herschel." And you hear this coming from the pocket of your jacket where Merlin is stored. 
And Herschel turns around and looks at Eric like with a little bit of surprise. And he's like, wow, I, uh, I didn't know you felt that way. I, uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, just, uh, well, I, I mean, I never had much before coming to Jupiter Hollow, so I, I guess, oh, well, I guess, yeah, you, you, you and the rest of the crew were kind of the, the first people I could, well, for the first people in a while I could trust in the capacity that I, I, I have been able to trust people. So I, yeah, I guess, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm glad you said that. It, uh, I mean, I know, I realize we haven't done any job in a while and, you know, we were talking about going to the vault, which, you know, I guess time just got away from us for, for plotting on that, but, you know. Yeah. I know I don't need a cut from it, but, I mean, I still... Truth be told, I, I didn't do it just for the money. I, I enjoyed, you know, there's there's just a little bit of thrill to it, you know? Yeah. You know, pulling a heist and walking away, it's... I mean, they could say about, you know, baseball being America's favorite pastime, but in a way, it's it's crime, you know? Like bank robbery and stuff. Like, people are kind of really obsessed with that. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, it, it, I just, it's all right. Uh, man, I, I wish we could have got the whole gang together for the goodbye, but yeah, time uh, time gets away from us. Yeah, no, I it does. Well, I mean, I haven't I haven't cashed the ticket yet. Like, you know, I, I still got to go to the Capitol and do it because, you know, there's no, no office, you know, out, out here that we, you know, go to. You have to go to the the lottery headquarters at the state capitol oh and then you like turn in the car really ticket. is that so, how it it works that that's yeah really... honest out, out of grain that's that's exactly how it works really? or at least that's <laughs> how it works in oklahoma stupid. <laughs> i don't know how it well, works here but it feels a lot simpler over here <laughs> yeah sorry for everyone in the u.s who has to do that if you're using lottery tickets fun tips to all of our fans if you ever win the lottery make sure you write your name on the back of your ticket because that's how you claim it. Otherwise, somebody could just take it and write their name. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's the rules on the back. No shit. Anyways, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's still time. We could still get together, you know? It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be the end. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in this day and age, you know that there's, like, we can call and stuff. But... Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's there's Zoom and, you know... FaceTime and, and yeah. all that stuff. We could, yeah. Um, Brock's just like sipping his cup of coffee, like watching this whole thing. And Urschel's just like, you know, I I had a hard time with even the concept because, you know, I never really play lottery or the scratchers or anything like that. But, you know, you dropped off Carl and, you know, he was sitting around here for a couple hours and we got to bullshitting. And he just asked me, he's like, what would I do if I ever won the lottery? And I mean, you know, I take care of my kids, you know, I'd want to move to a better school district, get them to a better college, that kind of thing, you know? And he asked me if I was serious and I says, yeah. And he says, well, if you promise to leave once you win the lottery, I can give you a winning ticket. 
And I didn't think he was serious. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. I mean, if somebody offers you, you know, half a billion dollars to move, you'll move. And so I said, yeah. And we <laughs> swear to God, guy sticks out his hand and we shake on it. And he just like reaches into his wallet and pulls out a ticket and hands it to me. And he said, watch those numbers. Um, okay. Huh, I guess. Um, huh, that's... Uh, can, can you, can you, excuse me, I, I, I need to, to use the, the, the bathroom for a moment. The, the WC. Yeah, yeah you know where it is. Yep, yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah, he's, he's gonna go to the bathroom. Hirsch was like, so, how do you know Eric? Is he in your custody? Brock's like, no, we're becoming friends. <laughs> oh! Uh, yeah, so you, you go to the lavatory. Um, what are you doing? Ooh, okay. Okay. He's going to put his back to the wall. And he's going to just nicely, slowly slide down to the clean floor because Herschel keeps his bathroom very clean. Uh, he's very proud of it. Okay. Clean bathroom means he cares. Ooh, okay. Fuck. 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 Okay. No, this is fine. Um, no, no, this is not fine. This is not fucking fine. And now, yeah, yeah, okay. So, oh boy, okay, I'm crying now. Okay, I'm crying now. Okay, right, no, we, we've got control of this. Uh, yep, no, just like with Zelda. Nope, you didn't have control of that, did you, you dumb shit? Okay, well, like with, with, like with Tammy Joe. No, didn't have control of that, did you? Well, <laughs> well, now you've just gotten your fucking friend in a fucking deal with a fucking demon. Well, this is fucking great, isn't it? Fuck sake, you fucking idiot. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, no, I got nothing. Got nothing. Yep, because if I say anything, he's going to think I'm fucking being petty and, and sad and miserable. And if I don't say anything, well, he's just made a fucking deal with the devil. And I can't fucking ask for Zelda for help because I was fucking whiny and insecure with her. And I can't ask Frammy Joe for help because, Christ's sake, have I already thrown her into the bus eight times or more? So now, now I'm trapped in here with a fucking talking book who seems to think it's appropriate using my fucking voice... Yeah, I didn't think I'd fucking bark that out, did I? Oh, well, you know, I I figured it it needed to be said. What? what just because you're a talking book and you're named after some really fancy wizard guy, you think you understand me? No, you, you don't understand me. I am fucking Merlin. I served with Arthur. I knew Galahad. I knew Lancelot. I even knew, you know... The night with the Goethe. Garland. Garwin. Garwin. That's his name. <laughs> I always forget him. I knew the Knights of the Round Table. And let me tell you something. You're not this twisted, cruel person that you see yourself as. You're not unworthy of love just because you're good at something. Because nobody else in the world has taken the time to tell you that you matter. I'm telling you that. And these people around you care about you very much. Do you know how the round table became something of legend? Because none of those knights were very good at everything. But they were all good at something. And they all cared for each other. And that's what you need, Eric. 
he'll take the the book out of his side pocket. Please don't cry on my pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So, but what the fuck am I meant to do, man? Like. Every fucking person under the sun who I've fought has shrugged off everything I do. The only thing that I've ever done successfully is steal. Yeah, that's definitely a start. <sighs> we can work on the other stuff. Well, yeah. Um, sorry about the, the book comments. No, no, it's fine. Look, I could explain how I got in this spot later, but right now I really think you should answer your phone. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, really, it's it's ringing right now. Yeah, no, I I know, I know. I I'll, I'll answer in a minute. Just tell me this, right? All the stuff with Arthur and I, I never finished the books. It's a happy ending, right? I mean, of course, I got stuck in a tree, and then they turned that tree into a book. Okay, I'm telling my origins now, and yeah, they turned me into a book. So, but for me, it was a happy ending because I got to meet you. Now answer your damn phone. Your friends' lives are depending on it. Okay, he hugs the book a little bit. Right. Yes, who is it? It's Eric. <laughs> what? Eric! Eric! Okay, yeah. wait a second. Hey, Jackson, put your seatbelt on, okay? Oh, can you hold the phone for me? Are you fucking... Okay, are, you, are you phoning and driving okay, again? Okay. Fuck's sake. No, it's fine. Uh, uh, one, okay, uh, Jackson here. It's great, right? Hey, oh, Jackson. you found okay, Jackson. Okay, That's good. Okay, no, it's good. Well, okay, no, it's good. Carl's, Carl's our, our friend. Uh, Jackson had a vision, which is amazing. I'm very excited for him. I'm going to support him in this. But also, beep, beep. Okay, listen. Ah, we have to get to the eighth inning right now because, like, uh, Carl is there, and then Tammy's there, and Tammy's not answering their phone, and, like, she always answers her phone. Like, look at, look, Tammy did not answer her phone. I will go through that stoplight. I don't care. I'm on a mission. Don't do anything I do, Jackson. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, thank you, Jackson. You're, you're. You're a good kid, and I'm proud of you. Okay, uh, so anyway, Eric, we're going to the Haven right now, and uh, I don't have a plan, but I think we're about to, like, uh, confront um, a devil, so uh, I mean, if you want to show up, that would be really great, because I'm, I'm not stopping. Okay, um... Um... Hey, Eric, are you there? Yeah, Did we drop I, the call? Yeah, no, I'm... Did we drop... No, I, uh, I, I'm dealing with a lot right now, so uh, I will uh, try and get there to the best of my ability. hangs up okay merlin um oh i'm getting a very bad idea um i i need a bit of help with something though before we get there um have you dealt with demons before uh ish why okay and this is not mechanically i'm about to roll investigate a mystery uh but narratively he's wanting to ask merlin some questions okay sounds good Are you... Okay. Okay. Well, that ish just... You know what? How serious is this? I'm actually going to burn a luck. For context, that was two ones. So I'm, I'm going to have to burn a luck on Oof. that. Because this is... Yeah, yeah with fair. the questions I'm about to ask, I cannot get ish. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I get two, don't I, on a 12? Yep. 
the first thing I want to understand is what is it going to do? Because Eric doesn't understand what the end goal is here for what Arnold Friend is doing. So kind of his general question is, what is a demon's goal? So, you know, Viren has already spoken about meeting with Mr. Friend yes. and that Richard Rockwell and Silas have met with him as well. And basically, like, they made a deal. Mm-hmm. So, like, there, there's some sort of deal. Like, he may be working an in interest to that. Okay. But um, you would also know, like, and you could probably find this in Merlin's pages, demons, more specifically devils, are all about accruing more and more power. Okay. And whatever Richard is working with, like, it's it's a very powerful artifact. Okay. And so there, there's a good chance that either Arnold Friend has been promised this or he's going to try yeah, to steal it's, it's it Yeah, it's going to turn Faustian where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, trusting a devil is really bad for your health. Who'd have thought? Nine out of ten doctors don't recommend making Faustian deals. Or Faustian, I should say. <laughs> okay, uh, right now for the big one, what can hurt it? Let me see here. Holy artifacts are a big one. If you can outwit a demon, that's been proven to be effective as well. I'd also say horseshoes work really well to ward them off, as well as any other holy artifact. Hmm. Wait, okay. When we say holy artifact, what does that entail? Basically, any like religious symbology or something that somebody would make holy. So basically, would you argue belief? Like because that's what yes. that's what's warding them off. Because like it's, exactly, it's, yeah, it's the whole like a demon can't be like, hey, I'll give you this money if you believe it. You're actually gonna get. It. Nope, I got X faith for that, buddy. Right, yeah, okay. Like the Star of David might work for Jewish people, but it may not work for uh, somebody who believes in Hinduism. Oh, interesting. Oh, so so in theory, oh, I have a terrible idea, but it. Hmm. Okay. I, I need to ask one more question then. Does it have to be a holy object or do other aspects of faith ward off a demon? Not destroy, just, oh, I don't want to be in the same place as this. And by that, if you want the specifics... No, I don't. I, I, I want to see what you come up with. So I'm just going to say... <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. Okay. Uh... I, I don't often do this, as shocking as this. I'm going to message you what Eric's going to do. And I would like you okay. to mess me back. And he's going to use either his contacts or an act under pressure. But I am, I'm happy to take a, a, just a flat cost no matter what he does. This is going to take time. So it means that he okay. is, to be fair, because I'm not telling the rest of the cast, he's probably not mm-hmm. going to make to get to help Zelda and Tammy Joe. He does have a thing he's going to do now, which will help the situation. He's not just abandoning them to do his own uh, hobbyist project. So he'll leave the bathroom. Okay. Ah, okay. Herschel. Actually, no, not Mm -hmm. you first. Brock, buddy, (laughs) come over here for a minute. Just over here. I'm going to pass you a note. Brock gives an odd look to Herschel, then he just shrugs and walks over there. Eric passes him a piece of paper, which he always carries in his pocket. Don't worry, it's not from Merlin. Okay. Okay. Go there, be ready to fight something or to scare something off. You remember Tammy Joe and, and Zelda, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they'll be there. 
they'll give you very clear instructions who is the one that needs to be either fought slash scared off. And I'm going to be a little bit clear with this. You need to go now, like now, now, like run now or drive now or immediately to that address. Yep. Yep. And he walks out of the the diner and runs to his truck and just drives off. Perfect. Okay. Truck. It's a Bronco, but yeah. <sighs> okay. Hopefully that's enough, Zelda. Um, right. Herschel, I need to ask a favor of you, buddy. Yeah, anything. I'm, and maybe this is a bit much to ask. So I've been sitting on a little bit of money and I, I wanted to put it to good use. I, I want to throw a going away party for you. But as you know, going away parties take a little bit of time to prepare. So if it's okay with you, c- can you stay for maybe an extra day or two just so I can prepare it? And then if you still want to go you can go but i just really want to convey my emotions and feelings and everyone's emotions and feelings i will roll to manipulate someone because i am lying to him oh you are okay well no he probably is going to put a party together he doesn't have money though he's not sitting on any money so the party is a hundred percent coming out of tammy joe's budget (laughs) (laughs) wow i i i can't i can't roll today that that's really bad. That's a three, four. That's a five. Fuck. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Um, I, I think Herschel like gives you a look, and I think he knows you're lying, and I think he knows something's up. But he surprises you and says, "Yeah, I can stick around for a few days. I mean, this has got you know a, you know, it's kind of like a thirty day window. We're good." Okay. Oh. Never mind. It, it doesn't matter. It was. I, I realized I was still unstable from the last session, but we can just oh, retcon yeah. that I got that part sorted. I've not got any health back, but I feel like we would have addressed yeah. that in the car. Like, oh yeah, you're still bleeding out. Let me just... There you go. Hello, Kitty Plasters. Yeah. gave Eric a piece of his favorite pie. There we go. And that gave yeah, him that, like yeah. one health. Well, yeah, it stopped him from bleeding yeah. out. Yeah. I, I think we could leave that scene with Herschel like... All right, take a seat. Let me take a look at those. And uh, Herschel, like, healing up Eric. Oh, Extra whipped cream, buddy. You got it. <laughs> it's good for the soul. And chicken soup. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for um, chicken soup. <laughs> so, Tammy Jo. Uh-huh. Hell yes, let's do this. So, something straight out of, probably something straight out of Tammy's nightmares. Carl's very familiar features turning into the twisted sinister combed over look of Arnold friend in his black suit with uh, red undershirt and red pocket square. I think as this transformation happens and Tammy starts to realize what this means, you actually see her own features changing into her monstrous visage as Arnold Friend's features change, too. I think the first thing Timmy says staring at him is not what are you doing here, or you can't take that. It's just what did you do with my Carl? Oh, he's still in Arizona. He's been there for... Oh... When did y'all get a divorce? 
Oh, must be two decades now. You know that. It hasn't been quite that long, but, uh, I've been scouting you for some time, Tammy Joe. You have all the signs. You've got the ambition. You've got the salesmanship. And, well, I just... I'll admit you got the looks too, and I just couldn't resist. Now, we never did nothing untoward. I'll admit that. But, let's just say that day, whenever you met me, a year ago, that wasn't an accident. I've been wearing many a faces around you, slowly pushing the scales, tipping things to get you in just the perfect mode. I've been your boss. I've been your friends. This is how you get a sale. This is how you get a soul well-deserved. Tammy Jo is not... She's not a smart woman. I think we've established that. She's certainly not a wise person either. Her mind is going as fast as it can. As far as she knows, she's alone with Arnold Friend for the foreseeable future. Zelda's at a meeting. Eric Mm -hmm. and Brock are at the diner. I think her first instinct is, well, her first instinct is uh, rage. (laughs) Her her second instinct is, I have to keep him here and keep the crystal skull here. If he thinks he's got me, maybe I can do that long enough. He sees, like, Tammy's face... And, like, he grins and he says, you look troubled. What's on your mind? Penny for your thoughts. And he has a literal penny out in his hand. Tammy Jo is going to try to do two things at once here. She's going to try to keep him talking Mm -hmm. while she thinks. Okay, that's good. So, so mechanically, in the the background here, she's going to try to read a bad situation. Okay, that's good. As she's kind of talking to him. So I think what he sees, um, she tries to sort of relax her features again and tries to rearrange her features into almost sort of a flattered, bashful smile. And she'll say to him, well... I didn't want to push my luck by asking, but I I always did wonder what it was you saw in me to make me such an offer. Well, I hardly know what to say. I'd like to think we've... Well, I know I've certainly learned a lot from you this past time working together. And I'm... Well, I'm, I'm just... I'm flattered more than I can say to hear you think that I'm special enough to spend time on that way. I think he'll reach out and stroke her cheek and say, Oh, Tammy, you're you're absolutely special. And I just wish you could see it, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Out of character, that's as far as I want that to go. Yeah, uh, oh, that's fine. That's, I'm good with that. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. And I would like to read a bad situation as that is happening. 
Yep. Go ahead, roll plus sharp. Fucking yep. scumbag. I know he's a demon, <laughs> but fucking scumbag. Right. Oh, Brock's gonna uh, fuck you. his shit up. <sighs> Alright, so... Oh my, sharp this. That's a ten. Alright, on a ten plus, you can hold three. Okay, good. <laughs> oh my god. Even in this moment, Tammy's a people person and a manipulator at heart. Among the many things she wants to know right now is who's really kind of pulling the strings here, Arnold Friend or the alchemist? So she's going to ask, what's the biggest threat? From what you, you can tell, the biggest threat is definitely Arnold. Okay. He's here, he's got the skull, and if, like, he isn't stopped, he's going to take it. Okay. What's most vulnerable to me? She can't let Arnold Friend leave with the skull. Is there something she could do to the skull, for instance? Or is there, is there something, what is vulnerable within, like, the chain of things that Arnold Friend wants have happen. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of the best way to do that because like you could tell like he's overplayed his hand a bit. Um just in like the the weird questions Carl was asking about, you know, you and Arnold and you know the the nature of your relationship and whatnot. And the fact that he's devoted so much of <clears throat> so much time to you, you could, you could tell he would love for this to end in a way that works out for for both of you. Mm -hmm. But he's also very vain. And, you know, if you can get him to talk about himself, he'll stay here and jabber draw about himself. OK, boy, are there any dangers Tammy Joe hasn't noticed? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Eric said that he sent Viren to go bust somebody out of jail. But you also know that Viren isn't really somebody who works for Eric. He works with Eric. He works for Mr. Friend. And even though you're above Viren in the packing order... If Varen were to show up, like, it would make things ultimately worse. Mm-hmm. And I'd say from where you're standing at um, in the hallway, you can see out in the front window, Varen's muscle car is parked out there. And the <sighs> lamplight or the streetlights light is, you know, bouncing off of his shiny bald head. Yeah, I said it. He's bald. Oh, man. He's so cool with his bald head and leather jacket. Okay. He's just, like, standing sort of outside. Yeah. It almost looks like he's waiting to pick up Arnold Friend or waiting for orders. Okay. Great. Great. All fantastic news. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> well, mostly anytime, as long as you roll high enough. I mean, the plus one will help with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to get a plus one if ongoing with any of the information I just yeah. gave you. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think Tammy Joe, thinking through all that, 
Tammy Jo is going to try to keep him talking mm. and try to figure out what else she can because she doesn't I mean she is, she is stalling for time but she also has no reason to believe that anybody else is coming right now mm-hmm. yeah it's very fair so if Arnold friend does leave with the skull she wants to at least know as much as she can about what comes next so yeah he's just <laughs> stroked her cheek and she'll sort of, again, put on to the bashful smile and say, this whole time I thought there was, well, it's just starting to figure out there was this professor fella who was trying to collect things and, well, it seemed like he was just, well, it was very sad, really, just maybe trying to bring back his great love which i'm sympathetic to of course but it seems it sounds to me like you must have well i know that can't be your plan you think bigger than that i've always liked that about you you know that we've had we've had conversations about how important it is to think big to envision really see the big picture exactly Exactly. Envision. I love that word. And that's exactly what I've been doing. Envisioning higher stakes. You see, what happened was the Baskervilles came up with this honestly, it's a really ingenious artifact. And they broke it into several pieces. But whenever you get it together, it can do some wondrous things. Timmy Joe will will let her eyes sparkle a little bit as he says that. <laughs> now, Rockwell's thinking too small. He wants to just bring his wife back from the dead, which admittedly is a very hard task, because whenever you bring people back, you can only get two out of three essential parts of the person. You can get their body back, you can get their soul back, and you can get their memory back. So, some ghosts, you get just the spirit and their memory. Zombies, you know, you get a spirit and a body. Um, you know, with a new peer, you get a body and a memory, but you don't get that spirit. So, any kind of resurrections you may do. I mean, that's, that's what that creepy guy he's walking around with. That Silas, he was a bootlegger. But he didn't bring him back perfectly. That's why he looks the way he does. He's got a body and memory. And he's loving those experiences again. But he doesn't quite have that human spark. It's imperfect. And that's what perfection is. At least in this case. For Dr. Rockwell. He wants to perfectly bring back his wife. But that's way too small. And honestly. It's... (laughs) Well, he's just shooting with too high of a caliber, if you ask me. I mean, it's like oh, hunting muskrats with a bazooka. I mean, yeah, it'll get the job done, but it'll do it more effectively than he anticipates. And that's going to fold in on him. And then once that blows up in his face, I'm just going to walk in and take what's mine. And what is yours is all those souls? It's the artifact. See, perfection for me is going to look something very different than what's perfection for him. 
I see myself rising above all other infernals. Everyone standing in my way. Hell be mine. And it's, it's just taking some time. And then once that's done, I'll use my power and just open up a devil's door and walk right in. Just as I have so many a times. And then we can stop doing with this very subtle business, which I do enjoy. But, you know, <laughs> who am I to refuse a fire sale? <laughs> that's a terrible, that's a I'm terrible one. <laughs> I'm sorry. T- Tammy Joe, like, almost cracks. <laughs> I, this is still, this is just as nice. This is st- still solidifying how much of a loser this guy is. I want to be the boss, and then I'm going to rule the world. But obviously, with that lovely accent that you're doing, Ray, which I think is phenomenal, because it's making him ten times more of a creep. Thank you. Yeah, whenever I was coming up with the character, I was like, I should just give him a plantation owner. Oh, accent. yeah, this That's... is he's super yeah. hard vibes. Yeah, oh, yeah. he is the yeah. worst. Yeah. Um, so, as he's talking outside, you hear a horn blaring and then tires screeching. And you can see from your position, Zelda's car kind of does like a Tokyo drift and just like scoots in and uh zelda i want you to roll uh act under pressure for me oh fantastic okay oh no okay all right okay all right all right nine plus zero that's still a nine okay i will give you the option you can maneuver this safely to a stop mm-hmm. or you can really fuck with Viren, but it, you're gonna take harm if Zelda in any way suspects Viren, and I think she oh, yeah. would, because we see don't Viren. know, do you know that Viren has talked to a friend? We established. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because he, he, yeah, because he, had, yes. Okay. Then now know that knowing that she's like a friend is just doing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's fuck him up. Okay. She's so, pissed that she sees him. She's like, Tammy has it hard enough. Jackson, hold on, hon. Yeah, I got my seatbelt on. Okay, right. And you Tokyo Drift, and your car just spins, <laughs> and you hit his car, and it hits him. <laughs> um, you take two harm because uh, you know I, car I, wreck. Um, question: Would my invincible soak that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, uh, it totally. So she goes, oh, what? Okay, she know I'm okay. Okay. Shoot, I, I really should have broken something, Jackson. I was very lucky, and I want you to remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't do what I do. Teachers can Tokyo Drift. So you hit Viren's car, and you have fucked up the side of it. Oh, um, yeah. But it, like, skews across the pavement and into the lawn, and it just hits him. And he, like, goes flying into the lawn. Yes. And he's still for a moment. And then his hands touch the ground and you see his jacket starts ripping and tearing as he turns into his werewolf form. And Jackson's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, okay. Um, it's about to get real, Jackson. But we have to save your aunt. Yeah, and as Jackson starts getting out of the car and getting ready to, to help save the aunt and, you know, so I presume you're you're gonna try to get out. As oh well. yeah, she's gonna try to jump out as actiony as she can. It <laughs> might, you know, she's got her thick boots on, but she tries to do the cool like 
but the door I think sticks a second. Yeah, the door's stuck, so you're probably gonna have to crawl over one, and get out on okay, Jackson's. Okay, Jackson, one second. I just I'm following right. Can you pull me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then she just kinda like yeah, takes her skirt, like smooths it over. All right. Yeah, and Viren's like werewolf grins at you, and then blue lights are flashing, and this security bronco like skids to a stop <laughs> and the door opens and Brock sticks out and uh, sniffs the air and his eyes go red and he's like, oh, I've been waiting for this. Let them fight. And next time on $2 Creature Feature. Yes! <laughs> Yeah, there should be like a GM-less TTRPG yeah. that's like yeah. the good thing, the bad thing, the good thing, the bad thing. You just call it the most average day. And it's not <laughs> it's it's not a boring day. It's just the most two extreme things, like going back and forth. As a game, that sounds hilarious. As a real life thing, that sounds so stressful. That's horrible. Like, I won the lottery. Oh, yeah, Yay! My house burned down. Oh. I kind of think we have to do this now. Oh, God. Yeah. Take the note. Yeah, let's all make notes. I am making this. Yeah. Okay. Bad news? Oh, sorry. I was mute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also wasn't making any noise. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> There's I, a lot of head shaking, though. Yeah. <laughs> I I, the, both, all you're going to hear is fierce to... gesticulations on the, on the mic. <laughs> um. I'm trying. Zelda's having a flashback to Eric. (laughs) Yeah. It should be noted. I don't think we've ever said this. Both, I mean, all three of us do this, but Laura uh, Laura and I both especially do this. We just can't make sounds like we're talking, but we're not actually talking. We're we're just lip. We're we're moving our lips as if we are. (laughs) So, um, yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have I have been wanting to see Brock versus Viren like mm. since the museum heist. <laughs> <laughs> You're like someday, someday. I love it. <laughs>